This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the American Arson Podcast. We've got a fun one for you guys today. Uh, We are going to be recapping some of our favorite American Arson tour disasters. And uh, in order to do that, we're going to bring on some of our friends who lived through some of these disasters with us. Yeah, you get to laugh at our pain a little bit um, (laughs) and enjoy some uh, some some I wouldn't say they're fond memories, but they're memories for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I hope it's a little fun for you guys, a little different than what we normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, if you guys could head right below the video, give it a like, subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out being able to keep churning out content and new episodes for y'all. Um, and we'll be doing some exclusive content for subscribers in the future um, as we come up with new ideas. Um, so yeah, make sure you hit those buttons down below. Um, we'll also post some links to some of the relevant uh, socials in the video too. So you can check out all, all the guests info there. All right, well, let's get rolling with this top five. Here we go. All right. Well, before we dive into the actual top five, we thought we would give a little honorable mention for uh, an incident that happened that was pretty funny. Since we already have Ty from Sync in with us anyways for another one of the incidents that happened that you're going to hear about a little bit later in the countdown, we figured we would bring up the time that our trailer door fell off while we were on tour with you guys. Yeah. So... We, we were just talking about this. We don't know why we made this decision, but we were doing a tour together, Sink In and Arson, where we were using the Sink In van and your trailer. Yes. Which we still haven't figured out why that decision was made. <laughs> no. I'm sure it was... Because we're smart. I'm right. sure it was well thought out at the time. Probably. Not well thought out enough that we can remember it just a few years later. Right. But, <laughs> so we were in a strange situation either way. All the, I just remember that tour being very cold, very northeastern midwestern standard tour yep where we were spending more time and more effort just trying to stay warm and find locations for us to survive overnight than we were even focusing on our on our live sets. that was that was that was in vince right the that was non-insulated vincent, van vincent van go shortly after that vincent van no go <laughs> may he rest in peace uh he died in ohio too so oh, uh, perfect scenario for for the Fitting. for the story but yeah, the, the trailer door, I remember it. It was a ramp. Uh, us noticing, yeah, yeah. It was the ramp, ramp, was the ramp door. Yeah. And, and we, we noticed the hinges getting very, very loose. Yeah, wonky. There was a whole <laughs> lot of movement. I mean, look, I know some of us are very big guys, but it was like the, the self-confidence in that tour dropped drastically just by seeing how much this, this trailer was sagging every single time we get on there to try and load gear. Uh, to a point where eventually the trailer, the trailer door setting like this broke and went straight down. Yeah. And who so was on, who was at fault well, for that one? <laughs> who had the most pizza that night? <laughs> Jesse's raising his hand. I just for those remember, of you who don't watch this I on just, YouTube. <laughs> I just re- remember 
like I can't I think I was carrying I was carrying like one of the heavier items because it wasn't like I was just kind of like bouncing up it I had like one of the amps and I remember like hauling it up these this this ramp and I took one step on fine and then I took the second step which was closer to to the kind of the actual trailer so I was a little ways in the air right where it puts pressure on the hinges and then it just bang yeah yeah straight yeah. and <laughs> and we all just kind of stopped and froze yeah. and everybody just kind of looked and like okay there goes the trailer right. door <laughs> and 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 for anybody who spent any amount of time playing in any band you know that the moment uh ramps and or wheels are no longer accessible for load in and load out uh your career choice has suddenly changed from musician <laughs> to uh warehouse engineer yeah 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 driver uh it, loading we, we dock knew it was going to be a disaster right away so uh the american sink quickly became the uh the weightlifting gang yeah the competitive weightlifting <laughs> gang because we had to orchestrate uh returning this trailer door uh up onto its latches every every show beforehand pulling it off and then putting it back up at the end yeah. of the night Every uh, every time, this, like the people around the venue, just watching us all gather around right, the, back of the trailer. This extremely <laughs> heavy, gigantic door. We, yeah, just we, a bunch of weak dudes just. We roll like, up to a venue. Use chest. <laughs> we roll up to a venue and to and remove the entire door, <laughs> and and it's not like a th you're thinking like a thin like a Luan trailer door. No, this was a ramp door, so it had to be reinforced like really heavy wood. And we would all come and everybody from both bands would get together on this trailer door, pick the door up, and then we would usually we would go and lean it against the side of the venue. <laughs> lean the up. trailer door against the side of the venue. And then the best though was when it was time to put it back on because we would have to position it and, and thankfully it had there, a little some of us would have to hold it up while the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... It got it fast yeah we, so the rest we, we would of the push trailer. it into the opening it had like a little lip so it would click in there like a like a cap kind of going in but then <laughs> we would have to hold it in place while everybody else shut the two latches and then locked it so that there was no way that the door could actually fall off while we were driving which made for uh, a pretty good adventure so and I think we should we really should have capitalized on that and made like like weightlifting tanks or something something halfway yeah. through that tour. We still we can. That's a merch <laughs> idea that we can yeah, utilize. Seriously. I think we got we got back to Michigan and um because there was a few shows on that tour that were in Michigan and my dad at the time owned a muffler and brake shop and so I went there and we got some new hinges and my uncle helped me weld on these these new hinges so that the uh, I remember that. Yeah, so that we could but I mean it was most most of the tour i think there was i think there was like the, down to the last two shows before we actually got the door back on so yeah that uh, that was yeah. an that was an adventure i don't think that i've ever heard of that happening to anybody before i think that's a, probably a pretty unique one to us so the only the only other the only story that's remotely close to that was one of my original high school pop punk bands we had a trailer that uh we ended up selling for just like 400 bucks it's like literally like a little six by four and the guy gives me cash, hooks it up to his truck, starts driving away. And as he is driving away, 
the trailer door from dry rot, just dry rot falls off and stays in our driveway. It was not allowed to leave. It stays in our driveway and he keeps going. He made it to the end of the road and realized the disaster that, that had happened. Oh no. And came back. Did you guys give him the and money like, back or how did that work? No, I, I literally, so it was only 400 bucks and I was like, all right, here's the deal. I, this is fixable. I know it's just dry rot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 200 of this in back in return. If you just put it in the back of the truck and just keep going, I don't want to see this thing in my driveway anymore. Right. So right. I gave 200 back and we called it a day. <laughs> oh man. That's brilliant. Yeah. You were, you were like, you were like two or three side streets away from being able to keep that whole thing. And just, I was, I was, ex- I was just I giving I was them the, not getting my away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, we'll, we will revisit um, Ty when we get a little bit further along in the countdown for uh for another disaster all right guys so we have disaster number five which we have aptly entitled drum solo yeah um and we will explain why (laughs) yeah so we were playing a show up in traverse city and uh josh sikowski down here was doing some guitar and drum tech for us if you guys don't know uh josh is in a band called the almas so you should definitely go check them out we'll put their uh their link and stuff in the show notes but aka josh sukow my knee yeah mm. yes. yeah yes my old <laughs> josh ego. with the bad knees <laughs> <laughs> so we were playing to show up in traverse city michigan so um for for those of you guys who don't know um that's that is what we like to call up north in michigan and we played at a, a venue that was in like a basement kind of setup and we didn't have anywhere to stay and i believe it was it was pretty cold that night and the venue owner told us that we could stay at the venue um but the next show was going to be in wisconsin and i think it was what like an eight hour drive or something like that yeah Yeah. it was a good so we knew we were gonna have to we were sleep in the venue with all of our our gear and stuff with us because we don't want to put it all or i think we did we load we loaded the gear out but then we kept a few things in that we didn't want in the cold yeah we like a couple like instruments like i kept like my snare and cymbals and you kept like your guitars and stuff inside super sensitive stuff yeah the stuff that we didn't want uh sitting out in the freezing cold and then uh, it was a joy to try to get some restful sleep because we were trying to figure out how to turn the lights off. We couldn't figure out how to turn the lights off. And this like, <laughs> Did we just give up? Did we just give up and go to bed with all the lights I on? I think we might. He, he, he had told us something about a breaker box. I feel like at one point you got up and went and looked for the breaker box and then just came down and plopped back just on the couch and we were all like, all right, You were whatever. defeated by the breaker box. Yeah, it, it might, you know what it might have been? I think it was that we, there was no way to, there was no light switches. This is like a historic building, so it was really cool, but mm-hmm. there was no light switches. The only way to turn the lights off was with the breakers, but we we couldn't do that because we all needed to charge our phones. We should also mention and, that we were in the basement of this building. Yeah, I think yeah. I did. It's not like we were upstairs. Oh, okay. We weren't upstairs where there's like a bunch of light switches hooked, right, right, right. You know, yeah. mounted to the door. And yeah, everything. we were in the basement, but we needed to charge our phones and then our photographer needed to charge her camera gear. So we couldn't just like turn the breaker off. So I think we all just decided to sleep with the lights on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On like mm-hmm. floors. And I think I grabbed some couch cushions or something to, like that. To no fault of the venues. Yeah. 
yeah, the venues, they were gracious hosts. Yeah, awesome. incredible. They're they're they, amazing people. Right. But we're just too stupid to figure it out, and also too tired. And lazy. <laughs> well, and, and also so we it's a venue, up. not a hotel room. So, uh, yeah, it was it wasn't meant for sleeping in. We we it builds we just, character. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sleeping sleeping in the same place that you just played. But but to say to say the least that that did not put us in the greatest mindset to be clear thinkers the next morning Mm -mm. no we woke up super early um to get on the road because it was a long drive i think initially we had we had thought we were going to wake up like really really early and drive all the way like the long way to wisconsin through the upper peninsula of michigan if if get a map if you need a map get a map (laughs) see what i mean by that (laughs) we're not gonna try and do right but then i think it was supposed to be snow and we also like i don't know if we slept in or what happened something we decided not to do that we decided to take the shorter way which still wasn't very short still think it was like an eight hour drive or something like do we ever leave when we actually plan to leave in the morning no No band ever does yeah (laughs) no band it's not very rock and roll no no yeah it's it's not rock and roll to leave on time but it is rock and roll to get there on time if if you want to if you you get there on time just by sheer willpower right right if you want to leave whatever time you actually want to leave tell yourself you want to leave at least like an hour and a half before that yeah yeah. you get Mm -hmm. there through like josh said sheer willpower and also by shaming everybody else at every single gas stop that their bathroom breaks need to be really short and their snack selections Mm -hmm. need to be made Mm -hmm. lickety split so we can get going again but whoever the driver is is usually the one doing the shaming yeah come on guys Uh, look i'm up here i shaved off eight minutes you're not going to give that eight minutes back sitting there choosing between a vitamin water and a diet coke so let's make vitamin water vitamin water zero (laughs) right right right. yeah Yeah. it's all about shaving off those minutes yeah it's like speed limit 70 nah it's 80 shave off (laughs) shave off the minutes not the calories yeah yeah that's what my band's doing right now they just finished their uh, max insanity workout so sweet wow yeah. You guys have we do the opposite <laughs> when we're on tour yeah we do the opposite it's time to pack the galleries on diets are before yeah. before and after the tour but <laughs> but anyways morning of we get up we are beyond exhausted after sleeping with the lights yeah. on yeah and mm-hmm. early morning freezing cold we're in no mood to step out into 30 degree weather so we start trucking it down to yeah. d- down around the lake uh to to get to wisconsin and I think we're, we ended we're up listening to some tunes, you know, we're in a good mood. Right. We I think got... we ended up actually getting there pretty early. To, yeah, to get we had some time to kill. Yeah. So we got there early. We loaded everything in onto the stage. They had an arcade. Yeah. That was the place with the arcade. Yeah, yeah. it was X-Ray Arcade. X-Ray Arcade. Yep. Yeah. Got to hear Wisconsin. Check it out. It's a super cool place. But we loaded everything in. We got it all set up. It was snowing. This is like a spring tour. We're expecting it to be nice weather, but it's snowing. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get all set up. And then I think we had so much time that we were like, everybody was just chilling, either playing video games or uh, I was sitting at the bar playing video games. Yeah. And, and eating some food. And I got a text message. (laughs) So I looked down at my phone and it's from the, the, um, the owner of the venue from, from the night before and all it said was hey man looks like you left your tellies here bummer <laughs> bummer that just made it so much better <laughs> so so i i i left both guitars there and not only the plural yeah both not guitars yeah my 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 main both. guitar and my backup guitar left there and um 
and somehow we set up the whole stage and set up all the merch and set up everything and never realized that we didn't never have knew guitars. didn't have a guitar to check anything with it was just like yeah All right, cool we're done <laughs> i guess we're done setting up so yeah. at that moment and josh josh was was helping us because we're of course we're states away from where we're from we i mean we we'd been through the area and played through there mm-hmm. you know individually a couple times but like he knows the layout so we're sitting there trying to think of solutions and josh is like oh there's this guitar center here there's this like maybe we could run and get you something here mm-hmm. yeah it, how is how is that from you like what how was this whole thing from you've been around for quite a few of our disasters so you yeah. probably were just like uh here it goes again no i, I was totally expecting something to go wrong eventually on the tour <laughs> on the first day expect, of the tour <laughs> yeah i didn't expect it to be the very first day but right uh yeah you know i was just same with how I handle any disaster with my band. It's just like, all right, what do we have to do to get it fixed? Like, right. We got to go to guitar center. Cool. We'll do that. I'll call my band, tell them to go pick up one of my guitars. So you have a backup guitar. Right. Too, so you don't have to buy two of them, you know? And, and uh, thankfully your girlfriend was at the show because it wasn't far from where you guys live. Yeah. And so yeah, shout I, out to Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Brandy. Yeah. So we were able to drive up to guitar center just real fast. And mm, yeah, and bought and we made it it started out it started out i think it may have been josh that suggested it but it started out with the suggestion that you just like rent one and then return it right yeah and then it turned into not that yeah yeah it turned into that's evan's favorite guitar <laughs> <laughs> i still like my wood grain one better but yeah i uh so we well we, it, we went to guitar center and we decided not to make jesse play the show as a drum solo so yeah. the title is the title of this one's kind of cheeky but there were there were jokes being made that I was just going to get up there and have to play a 30 minute drum solo. Just yeah, running on tracks, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. seriously. That's all you got to do. Sure. But so I went we went up there, bought a guitar. Josh snagged another one of his tellies that I didn't want to have to use because I would have had to tune it crazy. We tuned crazy. I don't know how to mess with this tuning. Oh, well, I, I, had, I had it set up in a relatively low tuning but oh yeah i do remember I th- that so i think that if you would have played it it would have just a relatively low tuning piece. for a normal <laughs> person is light. like yeah halfway to us <laughs> yeah my string that's a good point about the strings i i use baritone strings now um which Orange are basically cables. like yeah really heavy <laughs> strings for those of you who they look like uh jail bars yeah strumming along yes. on jail bars so mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I bought a guitar and yeah, I was thinking, okay, now I have to keep this thing in perfect shape so that I can get to the end of the tour and just take it back because obviously my guitars aren't gone forever. They, they I'm going to get them back at some point. It's like a, it was a, the, the first place we played was only like a four and a half hour drive from, from my house. Um, and I didn't end up actually having to go get them. My mom was my mom to the rescue. She was working in the area like two weeks later, she knew she had some meetings in the area. And so we were able to arrange for her to, to grab them while she was there. But I, so I bought this oh, new guitar yeah. and we raced back to the venue and it, it ended up again, making it in like plenty of time. It wasn't like- We were a, able to chill right? and like play more video games <laughs> right, and right, right. sound check. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, played the show. It got to the end of the show and I was like, actually really, really like this guitar. And uh, I still I don't think I feel I, like you said that every like few hours for the rest of the yeah, tour. Yeah, you would like you would look at it and you're like, 
I kind of like the blue. You guys yeah. like the blue? Yeah. Like, do you like, like the you blue's, were trying to get us to convince nice. you? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, and then I just had to convince my wife that I was going to keep it. So if you want, if you've got, if, if any of you guys have seen the music video that we did for Unbreakable, um, it's, that's that, that uh, like seafoam blue guitar that's in that video is the one. So I did end up, I did end up keeping it and I got my other guitars back. Um, mm -hmm. And so as disasters go, it, it wasn't uh, as, as bad as it could be. It ended up not being terrible because, you know, I think the biggest problem that Evan probably had was just getting used to playing with a cable. Because yeah, I forgot about wireless. that. Yeah, because my... So you're stepping all over the cable. Right. My wireless was in the, in the, case, in mm -hmm. the case with the guitar that I left behind. I wasn't going to buy yep. a new wireless, too, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's playing with expensive. the cable was I have I don't think I've done that since I was like 16 and so, oh yeah <laughs> I remember I, getting we, it twisted around my legs and stuff and <laughs> I I uh there was there's been a couple times already uh that we've been playing shows and uh just recently I broke a string on the very first note of the set <laughs> and we we uh we play in a lot of different tunings so I bring three guitars with me per show okay. and uh it kind of just like threw me for a loop because now i had to grab one of my other guitars and different tuning switch the tuning and then uh, like oh cool we can't play two songs in our set now because i don't have that guitar <laughs> it was either so it was either i take one of my guitars or I take one of frank's and if i take one of frank's i have to use a cable right because my wireless pouch is attached to my strap and gotcha. he uses different straps than me so like it's just a whole mess. <laughs> it's a whole mess. Playing with a cable is not as nice as playing with no cables. Because yeah. our whole stage setup is wireless. And yeah, like, playing drums with sticks is a lot nicer than playing drums without sticks. Yeah. Like, terrible, it's yeah. a lot more comfortable to do it with sticks than have to use your, like, fingers? your fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and thankfully, thankfully, you don't need any cords back there. So you don't need any cables yeah, it's true. to play drums. Mm. So. All right, cool. Well, Josh, thank you very much for reliving our own idiocy with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, we every day that you're on tour yeah, with us. And we will make sure that we do some other stupid things in the future that we can come back and talk about again. Oh, of course. I'll be expecting it. All right. Well, best of luck to you guys. I know you're in the studio right now. So best of luck finishing yep. that up. And we will put a, uh, a link in the notes for anybody that wants to check you guys out. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you soon, man. All right. Well, coming in at number four on our Tour Disasters Top 5, we have Sewage Tubing. And uh, I know you're probably looking at that title and thinking, what in the world could that mean? But we have our... Well, we'll tell you what it means. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. we've got Merch Guy Ummer on uh, to talk about it because he was intimately involved. Merch Dad. Uh, yeah, oh, Merch yeah, Dad. I was, I was Merch. <laughs> he was intimately involved in this particular disaster. We, we, well, we, okay, to set the scene before kind of Ummer runs with his side of the story, we had an <laughs> off day in, the, in Indiana and... What does one do when in an off day in Indiana, you sit in your van in a Walmart parking lot and try and look up the nearest river to tube down? Uh, so we found this one in the middle of this town we are in. It's well, not like a real quick it's not for like context. A, real quick for context. We're from Michigan. 
like rivers are things that are like in nature and, and they're <laughs> clean the and they're cities. beautiful and and it's a very normal thing to float down a river in the wilderness so um yeah they just well, wanted to make sure you guys knew we, that so we found this we found this river in the middle of the city that it, to be clear it was it, it was not a river that was made to tube down or made for like like oh God, leisurely no. activities <laughs> but we just were determined so we went in and bought these blow up uh tubes and floaties and stuff and drove up to this river hopped in and we get in and like the water's a little brown and stuff but like it, you know it's it, there's dirt you know we just figured it was kicking up a lot of dirt you know it's just a river in the middle of a city and and ummer's over start... here uh, having himself a, a seagram's <laughs> Yeah, he's no, it was a Reds at the time, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, that was the moment the Seagram's Escape Legend was born. Oh, but yeah, that's I bought so that... many to take with us. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, I'm gonna roll up on the first day of tour with a whole box full of Seagram's Escape. <laughs> yeah, and we start tubing down this river, 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 uh, river, ribbit, ribbit, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure there were. We start tubing down this river. People are looking at us like from the sidewalk next to the highway that was next to the river we were in. Like we were crazy, like looking down on us. Like, what are these people doing? And we were just chilling, having some drinks, soaking up the sun. And we, well, Umar, you can tell them what you, you had a water bottle that you finished and decided no, I to think do he something. Finished, I think he finished the Seagram's escapes and then decided to repurpose the bottle. Yeah. So like whatever it was, it was either an escape or it was the reds. Cause I know we had both, but it was a glass bottle. I'm like, oh yeah, I should drink some water trying to be a smart ass. So after I slam a reds or Seagram's, whatever, I fill it with the water from the river that we're tossing the GoPro around. We're all just sitting and soaking in and I chug that too. And we we had joked during this whole tubing ride, like, oh, this water's kind of dirty. And Ummer took a drink of it. And we're like, oh, oh my God, you won't drink that. You won't drink the whole bottle. You oh, won't yeah, do you we're like egging him on. And he so he of But it doesn't take he, a whole lot of egging Ummer on. <laughs> a no, very small amount of egging Ummer he's, on He's enough. down for anything. <laughs> and um, so he just chugs this water bottle. And, and might I add, the bottle itself was clear. You could see through this water. <laughs> You really could, that, yeah. If you had just looked at the bottle it, and you just looked at the water in the bottle, you wouldn't have thought much of it. And really, yeah. I, I mean, there wasn't anything crazy to alert us that anything was amiss other than we got down the river a little bit and our plan had been to float down to the second vehicle. We were with Sinkin, we had one van, they had the other one. We were going to float down to the second vehicle and then get dr driven back to the first one. Um, but then we ended up running into some, oh, there it is. If you're somebody who only listens to this on audio, um, Amr just in, in perfect timing has a Seagram's, uh, ready to go for this podcast. But so we got, we got down the river a little bit and we ran into some construction and the construction wor workers started waving their arms at us and basically saying, you cannot pass this point. You have to get out, at which point we had to get out of the river and start dive walking in, back. We had to dive into this river. And how, Umar, how deep do you think it was? It wasn't like too shallow either. It was like just above our knees, wasn't it? And it was muddy. Like this, yeah. we, we had to really like plow through this. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like walking through quicksand to get over to the shore. And we had to get to the shore before this, where this construction zone was, or I don't know what was going to happen. We we're going to fall down the 
sewer. Clearly, it sucked into whatever they were doing. Yeah, whatever they were doing. It was obviously it was obvious that they did not want us to pass. Yes. So (laughs) we so we got our so we all got out. We got our tubes out. We were kind of bummed because now we're gonna have to walk all the way back to the start point. But thankfully, Mm -hmm. there was like a a path. next to it right and I think we just piled all yeah. of the tubes on Umer until he had like seven tubes on his head which if, if you haven't seen yeah oh. <laughs> i was gonna say if you've never seen our music video for sequoia if you want to a see us pile all the tubes on Umer's head and b see us push Umer down yeah. a giant hill with all those tubes wrapped around him um then <laughs> then go and watch the music video for sequoia but we just we were just walking back just kind of like a little bummed that our trip was cut off, but nobody was like in, in super, nobody was super upset about it or anything. And we were mostly uh, complaining about the walk, if anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were mostly complaining about the walk. And we saw a sign uh, as we were uh, approaching where we had started. And it was a warning sign. I think I can't remember if it was me or you, Evan, that walked up to it first and pointed it out. I think I may have caught it, and then like we both started reading it at the same time. I think it was time. you pretty high. Yeah, yeah. And basically, and, this sign told us that this is essentially a sewage runoff canal, and that it's especially dirty uh, immediately after. Uh, rainstorms when all of like the viaducts and 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 pipes and everything get flushed into this sewage runoff canal and, and guess what had happened the <laughs> entire day before we got there yep there it had absolutely poured all day before we got there yeah um, so how were you I'm feeling already... right about then <laughs> at first like i'm pretty sure i was being caught to be like oh i'll be fine i'll be fine i mean for the most part i was but i kept right. talking about like a stomach of iron but we have jokes like i just drank shit water like there's no getting around (laughs) i definitely have poop in my system right and i mean uh, maybe it's uh i don't knows how many people's too yeah yeah you you gotta think about that the volume oh the entire number (laughs) i am the So, so I mean, if you gotta have a nickname, I guess. Oh, please no! I'd rather take anything else. <laughs> but you, but you're here today. You're living and breathing, and so the only yeah. thing that we can assume How's is it feel that to have survived COVID before COVID. <laughs> right, I know. I mean, well, uh, let's ask this: Have you been sick since then? Uh, not for very long. If anything, I'm like a superhero now with my immune system. That's what I'm gonna say. Like maybe the solution is to go drink the muncie river yeah yeah and honestly this could be the end of the pandemic no, you, see, like, we the all... is, you gotta roll in those inner tubes that's what really turns it all together right Your body really <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so yeah so we'll put together a step-by-step for people first things first you need to we all need to converge upon muncie indiana and wait for a, a large rainstorm well do you think um or do you think the seagram's had anything to play in that concoction than that superhuman Concoction. Yeah, if, if we're that... putting together a vaccine, we really need to make sure we get all the ingredients correct. Uh, so, okay, so we're going to need a Jamaican me happy. <laughs> okay. That's the key there. You just got to get Jamaican me happy. Right. Stop it if you got to. <laughs> Jamaican me happy. So half half Jamaican me happy, half uh, a... <laughs> in the bottle, in the bottle that the Jamaican mm-hmm. me happy was in. Then uh, get in some tubes and roll down the hill to slosh it all around. In it's the like mixer. shaking a martini. Right, there you Continue. go, there you go. All right, so salted or unsalted martini, your choice. Um, and uh, yeah, any any other steps, or will that pretty much do it? You're you're um, pretty much immune to everything at that point. I went to KFC after playing Smash Up. I think it was so 
heavy. All Get right. some KFC, chicken little, man. Yeah, fried chicken in there, uh, fried chicken and card games. I guess that'll do it. That really, that's, yeah. that's the recipe. That's the recipe. Cool. Well, we're going to send that into the CDC, you know, is in times like these, uh, it's important that everybody does their part. And so I I'm sure uh, it can't be more, uh, more out of like out of whack to them than drinking bleach. I mean, apparently yeah, that true. was, apparently that was a good enough solution to make it to the top right Uh, right, people my age were drinking bleach eating tide pod there's ways to get around this (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh we uh i i think that we are developing a a nation and and culture of uh people that just are going to have iron stomachs and they'll be able to to survive anything if they can get out there and uh and and soak up some some muncie river water Oh god, <laughs> that's the best way. To Where do does it. that has to rank on on your board of like all time? Like, what did I just do? Moments. He's had a lot of them though, Jesse. We have to remember that. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It is Ummer. Like, we should do an Ummer special episode. We really and... need to do an Ummer special. Top five, top five American arson tour disasters this time. Next time it'll be top five top Ummer five personal disasters. <laughs> personal. Disasters. Oh man, I could go years yeah the the uh the pickup line on the waitress in kenosha has to be in oh. the top five i still Not use because... that and people just look at me like right 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 mostly just because i've that's the first time in my life that i've ever watched somebody's soul shrivel up and die right in front of my <laughs> eyes so we'll have to save that story for another episode though yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right Amir, well thank you so much for being on with us and um you sharing your experience and uh hey, make sure We'll make sure you get credit um, when we when we cure COVID. Look forward to it. You take <laughs> and, and a lifetime sponsorship from Seagram's. Yeah, we, that's what we should pursue for sure. <laughs> make it happen, Seagram's. <laughs> this is your spokesman <laughs> right here. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you soon. Bye. All right, guys. So we got number three here for you: pedals in Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is a fun oh, one. So, uh, so yeah, we were on tour with Sink In, and we have Cobretti Bartol from Sink In here with us to, to talk about this. Yeah. So we were on tour with Sink In, and um, there was one point in the tour where we had to split up for a few days because they were going to Pennsylvania to play, what festival was it that you guys were playing? Uh, Creation Northeast. Creation Northeast, cool. And we were going to take an off day in Illinois and hang out with some of our friends. And then we were gonna play a couple more shows before they rejoined uh, the tour. Um, so we're just just a, a split for, I think it was like a half a week or something that we were, we were gonna be um, split up for. So uh, we played our last show together and um, we went our separate ways immediately afterwards. I think you guys, it was pretty late at night. You guys left out to the east and we headed west uh, towards Chicago and um, everything seemed good. We got there, went to sleep at our buddy's house and then all of a sudden I wake up in the morning to a text message, which is a picture of my pedal board somehow. Yeah. I remember I remember getting up and and coming into the room and everybody just looking stressed out. It was like one of those things where you took one look at everybody and you were just like, 
what happened? <laughs> yeah. So what happened, Cobrady? <laughs> so we were supposed to be playing this. We were playing like the B stage. They call it the fringe stage. Okay. And we didn't even look at the gear because our cases looked identical. You know, we both yeah. had those two T Pro cases. Yeah. So I'm like wheeling it up on the stage, not thinking anything. You're like, oh yeah, it feels a little heavy, but I think I'm just sore from like the night before. You know. <laughs> right. And I popped it open on stage, and I just freeze up because my pedal board was like maybe five, six pedals. Right. And you know, <laughs> some, some like, like ones. thirty. And I just had this like confusion for a second of like, wait a second, this this doesn't look like my pedal board. And I was still kind of groggy, like rubbing my eyes in the morning. Like, oh crap, this is Evan's pedal board. This is not gonna work well at all. Because so like for our stuff, the only kind of pedals we really use are like primarily delay and then just clean distortion switching with a few other stuffs kind of thrown yeah. in. And so I, I remember I had to like scramble and call you from stage because we were like we were supposed to go on in five minutes. I'm like, Evan, right, here's what you that. use for this. Here's right. what you use yeah. for that. Here's what... Yeah. Do I, what do I need to do? Like set this switch to like latch mode or whatever so I can switch my amp channel and like, yeah. like how do I route this? And yeah. So it was yeah. just, that was a nightmare. <laughs> for 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 all the like non like tech familiar people listening, basically Evan just has four times more things on his his pedal board than than Cobretti or any really normal guitarist. Yeah, does. it's one of the things yeah. and that so, helps us to be a, a two piece is that we have obviously some some things some different things going on. I have an octave thing going on and we do a lot of live looping. If you really want to know more about that, we have a video on our YouTube channel where you can go and check it out. But no, suffice I will to say, say it's <laughs> a very a very complicated board and then a much simpler board and having about two three four minutes to figure everything out over the phone so that copretti can play his show now, why were you guys playing so er- my mind sorry it go ahead definitely crossed my mind that i'm like oh he's got all these like harmonizers and loopers and stuff because we had certain songs <laughs> that there were like track parts that we just no- couldn't play live right like, right man, it'd be really cool if i just started messing with stuff should i, I just I, try I, it I just stop thinking about like trying to add <laughs> stuff while i'm here and just right the basics Right. Why were you guys playing so early in the morning? Yeah, it was. They had like morning competition stuff, I guess. Oh, where okay, you okay. Compete to try and play a slot for the main stage. Okay. So it was. Yeah, it was like nine a.m. or something like that. <laughs> so nine a.m. We were all like crawling out of the van after like traveling all night. And right, it was right. Just not good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and so yeah, bad on Cobretti's end for sure because he's got you know. Uh, way more options than he necessarily needs and a lot of different options but on our end in particular um you know especially back then i think every single song that we had back then was using live looping um which a a looper you know again like jesse said for those of you who don't know a ton about guitar pedals and stuff not a common pedal to just find on on uh somebody's pedal board and then obviously all the the different pedals that help us to sound bigger as a two-piece um, that I don't have when I open Cobretti's pedal board, and so I basically have only everything that we need to play was <laughs> multiple stages of, or states away, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had a show, and we were trying to we like it wasn't a matter of like oh man like I want to play my drum set not this guy's drum set like no, it's it was literally a matter you, of playing or not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could play our, or we could not band play. Cannot function without certain items. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it it was it was a very critical like, 
oh crap at yeah. the moment. The most difficult part about trying to play with your pedal board is that your pedals are all so tightly packed into your board yeah, that like we, we had some stuff where it was like you'd have to switch uh, cleaning distortion and then quickly throw effects on and off. Yeah. So yeah, this guy's over here wearing like boots on stage half the time. That, like yeah. he has all this stuff crunched together and he's wearing like the white. Well, it's muscle. It's muscle possibly. memory. So when you, yeah. when you do it a lot, it just, it, it's easy. But if I move one thing on the board, then yeah, that, uh, we're going to have to practice for like three weeks or else it's going to be off. Yeah. So well, I, I how did you deal was... with that? very carefully <laughs> i i definitely sacrificed some of my showmanship just to make sure i didn't have a like a blaring distorted part come in for a clean section or yeah something. absolutely if anybody went to sink in set at creation that, that year and took a video please send it to us because i want to see like what level of just staring cobretti was doing yeah, it was probably, a it's probably a pretty boring video it's probably just him standing there but so anyways we we got lucky because we had a day off um, and so we had a couple of options. Our, our, our first option was uh, to drive to Pennsylvania and get the pedal board, which seemed uh, not like a great option, to be honest, because I, I mean, I think at minimum we were talking like a 10, 12 hour drive from where one you way. guys were to where. Yeah, one way. Yeah. So that, you <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, it, we and we had about like a little over 24 hours until the show and so like, a little more than it, that because it was morning of the off day so we had that's you know, true we had about 36 yeah, 36 yeah something like and that. so but it still would have been like drive there all day drive back non-stop get back the afternoon before the show and have spent the better part of the last 24 hours in a car driving yeah like, so option number two was cancel the show and uh we didn't want to do that and it would add actually had to be several shows because it was going to be a few shows before you guys rejoined us yep um and yeah. so then option number three which is what we did was ship it yeah yeah ship it. so what was that like taking the pedal board into the post office and say so and saying, i need to overnight this giant thing so and i think you've been to creation so that's like up in the middle of nowhere yeah so it was like this real old like colonial kind of like town that we walked into where you're literally like going through these super old wooden doors with this giant case. Right. And we took, we just took it up to the front of the counter. We're like, hey, yeah, we want to ship this. And they just kind of looked at us like we were crazy. <laughs> like you want to do what? Like, what is this? Why are you here? Right. Um, and I think we, uh, I think we put some stickers and stuff on it, like marked it up as like fragile and did some stuff with that. Yeah. 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 And we, uh, we, we learned too it's it's not a cheap mistake no. to make as, as as many as many of our mistakes aren't they're never cheap mistakes. no yeah. i'm pretty it's, sure that that was like a 200 dollar. it was 400 it was 400 dollars. yeah it was 400 yeah, right. because we really we had to we had to we had to overnight it that was the only <laughs> option was to overnight it and so yeah it was four it was a hot 400 expense so but the, the funny thing is that ever since that happened and i know you've gotten a new pedal board since so we don't have yeah. there's no way we're gonna swap them but it is a common brand of pedal board um and so i have started covering my my pedal board um with my case with stickers um so that i can obviously identify that it's mine and then nobody else will think that it's theirs but i have left uh, a few of the um express mail stickers on there <laughs> from the earth from just, the, as just as a reminder i just remember that morning of panic like once once i asked like what's going on after seeing this room of stressed out people because i think josh kowski was there with us yep. too and a couple other friends with us like trying to help figure out what we could possibly do to prevent making a 20 
two hour round trip and I, I can just remember like Evan like repeatedly like going to grab his keys and get in the car and start driving and us just being like, no, 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 you cannot <laughs> drive 22 hours round trip before you play a show. Like <sighs> we are not doing that. We will, we will go rent and return pedals from a music store before yeah, we Yeah, that wouldn't have been possible either. That would have been, yeah. <laughs> that would have been like it's, a yeah, scavenger hunt so trying to find all those pedals. <laughs> running through every option in our head of like okay can we get all these pedals together before the show tomorrow can we do that? it was just chaos and i'm glad but it worked we... out that direction too where it was um you know like if you guys would have got to your show first open it up and be like oh like that would have been Ooh, a yeah. way worse yeah that would yeah exactly at that point we would have been canceling the show and maybe multiple shows so it was very good that you guys got and very good that you were able to play at um at nine in the morning yeah. Uh, because that gave <laughs> yeah. us more time to be able to um, to next day it. We actually next dated it to the mailroom uh, at our friend Josh's work uh, <laughs> to make sure that it was it was going to be somewhere. I just want to know like what early. the reception person that like brought that in was thinking. Yeah, they're like, probably pretty confused. Picked up this giant like body sized box that just weighed like who killed somebody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we probably could have just like, <laughs> we probably could have shoved Ty in there and just shipped him, and they would have thought it was the same weight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, probably it was. Yeah, uh, for real. It's, uh, yeah, expensive mistake. So. Cobretti, yeah. thank you for helping us to relive that uh, painful moment and may it never happen again. Yep. Looking forward to all the uh, future painful moments. So yeah. <laughs> undoubted yeah. to come. I'm sure. It wouldn't be an American Arson Sink In yeah. tour if yeah. there weren't several. I'm sure we will make some more in the future. Yes, definitely. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> see you later. Yep. See you guys. All right, tour disaster number two, um, and we are calling this one the death of a floor tom. <laughs> so, so we've gotten a few things stolen over the years. Um, I know Jesse had yeah. some stuff stolen. I had a five hundred dollar double bass pedal stolen. I've had like a couple cases stolen yeah drum cases and stuff over over yeah. time stands i had my acoustic guitar stolen before the only acoustic show the day before the only acoustic show that american arson has ever played which was out in california with, with so if you guys ask us why we never play acoustic yeah. shows that's, <laughs> that's why yeah <laughs> that's exactly why i had that stolen in colorado literally the day before we had to play an acoustic show so it was a really fun time trying to sing all of our songs like three octaves higher than they were supposed to be because i didn't want to tune somebody else's guitar down <laughs> but i think probably the most epic and um i don't know just uh dramatic um stolen item story uh takes us up to hamilton street pub in saginaw where we were once again on tour with sink in as we always seem to be and we went up there to play uh in in saginaw with a couple i can't remember who the other bands were but i remember that um nick from nick from, from the swellers the swellers was yeah playing a, a, a newer project of his was playing um and uh and yeah so we went up there and and all seemed well and they had a they had a they had you park in an alley behind the venue and it was a really dark and like super sketchy alley like there was a there was like a building behind it that like the wall was knocked down and you, you could see it was just like crazy abandoned building and then they had this little smoking patio out back where you could still order drinks you're still technically like in the bar but it was open air and it just had this little like 
fence kind of area around it. And that was where they asked us to put all of our gear. And I remember right off the bat, we were kind of like, there was no, there was no like barrier to the, that back area too, between the alleyway behind the venue and that area. It was completely open. There was like a fence that covered like half of it, but then there was just this giant. Yeah. An opening to walk through. Yeah. I remember that. Mm. And uh, so we got all our gear and we, when we put it back there, and um we had it all kind of very hesitant yeah but we put it all back in the corner we we you know we stack stuff up and try to like condense it to to be like considerate of the space of the other bands and also to kind of you know so all of our stuff nothing's just like on its own or like sitting out in the open and then we went in and um well i think we were playing last that night so i think we watched sink in play we watched nick's band play we were selling some merch and, and, and doing you know all that stuff and then uh it came time for us to get ready to play and went outside and started bringing the equipment in and at some point we realized that my telecaster that i had had for a number of years that was very special to me was not among the um items items still currently sitting there ty what was it like when do you remember realizing something was going on and what was because i i don't even remember exactly how it all went down in that moment like who found out when like did you was it was it pretty quick when you realized something's gone down? so if i remember this part correctly something something happened where evan was outside and he came i can only assume it was you that actually first first found out evan because you came back inside for the first time and there was a there was a level of 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 rage and <laughs> and uh lack of empathy for anything that was going to happen for the next 24 <laughs> hours that i have never seen in you yeah. and but it was matched with a with a tone that was way too calm like it was it was, it was <laughs> which is almost the temp- yeah, yeah the tempest in a teapot in, yeah i know <laughs> you, you, you came back in and and i just remember you going my guitar was stolen what? Yeah, my my guitar was stolen, and then you walked away. You went back out. I don't think you really <laughs> knew how to have a conversation about this yet. No, so I don't you think informed so. us. You informed us, and then upon seeing <laughs> our confusion and concern, you immediately left. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're all sitting around the bar watching the band. Yeah, right? like, so we are. Chilling. We're inside the venue, and we kind of do this quick. Everybody looks in the opposite direction and just goes. Oh, this is bad. This is real bad. <laughs> yeah. So the entire sink-in force immediately comes outside. And I, I, I just remember a, a search. I mean, we were – we sent people around the block. Yeah, poking uh, around in the alley and – Looking at, looking at yeah. cars to see. Uh, I just, I just rem- remember this tension point of going, uh, this is – this is somebody the, is gonna this die. Is, this is the Evan Baker guitar. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I had, I've never seen oh, him not man. playing this guitar. Yeah, and yeah, to, it was and, a very, very meaningful guitar to me. I I got it on one of my first tours with my previous band, and um, it actually unseated a guitar that I thought I would play forever that I absolutely loved um, because I loved this one so much. And um, so yeah, it was definitely. It was it was definitely a seeing red moment, but at the same time, I, I I knew I had my backup guitar, and we were there, and you know we needed to be professional, and, and- that's why I remember because I remember being like 
being in the venue with those guys and like this going down. And then I remember my immediate thought process was, are we, we're not playing a show. We're not playing a show. There's no, like, I know, I knew he, I knew he had a backup guitar, but I was like, we're not playing it. This isn't going to, no, this isn't happening. Jesse came back in when you were outside, like upon your exit, your angry exit. Jesse came back in. He goes, we're not playing. We're not going to be playing a show. And he starts packing up. I remember him. He he got got the drumstick back and he starts packing up. He's like, this is done. We're going home oh, at this point. Man. I just know it's gonna I be. Thought, a I thought the band was right. over, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. I thought <laughs> like That's there it. was there was a level of anger in your eyes, Evan, and then there was a level of fear in Jesse's eyes that would just I mean, it the just the knife that was just piercing through <laughs> that frozen air in that moment was so strong. Now, the other thing I remember, you said you, we had to go, you know, do the show and be professional. Right. I remember you making it so evident during uh sound check you prepping everything like i just i remember any question that was asked i think you somehow found a way to bring it back to the fact that your guitar had been (laughs) like i i I don't remember all all no i remember exactly like hey for example you were like example the guy the guy would be like uh is that enough is that enough vocals in your monitor and i'd be like yeah, uh, I mean, my guitar was just stolen, so I guess that's enough vocals in my monitor. <laughs> or he'd be like, hey, can you hear the... Uh, it, and it- let's paint the picture for you guys. I was on stage already behind my drums, like set and ready to play the show, just frozen watching all of this unfold in front of me. And I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. I was like, I know I'm about to start playing these songs, but I am not sure if... I'm not sure if I'm safe I'm not sure if any of the instruments on the show are safe. Yeah. On the stage are safe. I'm not sure if anyone in the crowd is safe. Yeah. I remember the sound guy asking me, we got done with the sound check. I remember the sound guy asking me like, you guys ready to go? And I remember saying something, (laughs) something dumb again, like, again, like, well, yeah, my guitar got stolen. So I think we're ready to play. (laughs) Every instance that I could. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And in the moment, think about that, that poor sound guy. Sitting there, just going, "This is a nightmare for me." Yeah, I don't yeah, and he's and he's a super cool guy. He's been the sound guy there for a really long time, and he takes a lot of pride in the venue. But at the same time, he knows, and he made comments to me later, like he knows that, like, you know, it's it like it, it's it's not the best area in the world, like like a lot of areas, right? It's not it's not unique in that. Um, but he well, knew that there was probably a chance that we were not gonna ever want to come back again and i and i know that he that he felt really bad because he's a super nice guy and and well and then we should we should jump into so we we started we we had this at the time we had this intro um where it started out with this like really powerful vocal part and then we me and evan would both be hitting the top it's uh, heart it like a hammer was it heart like a hammer heart like yeah, a hammer yeah heart like a yeah. hammer yeah so if you go listen to that song you can hear this pat like it starts out with this like like raging vocal melody just like with some some good ambience guitars behind it and then me and evan both just start pounding on the toms and he would usually have a floor tom up next to him on the stage yeah. and then i would obviously be using my my kit behind him and stuff and we'd be pounding the toms in sync well 
all this rage had built up understandably had built up inside of him and 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 ty referenced the scary level of calmness (laughs) in evan for the past half an hour since he found out his guitar was stolen this is where it all came out that went out the window (laughs) right at this moment when we hit the toms and i just see him he hit the toms like once or twice like normal and then just his arms came back and just just the 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 thing died yeah i think there were a few (laughs) baseball bat type swings and then i'm pretty sure i turned the sticks uh for those of you that are that are just listening i turned the stick (laughs) like straight up and down as if you are sword yeah as if you're gonna (laughs) as if you're gonna put a like a drive like a stake into the ground i turned the sticks you know directly uh perpendicular to the drum head and just started stabbing at the <laughs> just stabbing this, this drum <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, we just the visual of that first you off, kicked it off the stage didn't you at the end i did yeah i, fin- I ended by i ended with a, a full-on soccer just rip into the side of it and kicked it off the stage so so the the takeaway from from this was that it, it made for one of the most unbelievable live performance moments <laughs> I've ever seen. Like just the the insanity of that moment of just seeing just sticks just sticking straight out of the straight out of this tom, <laughs> huge tom, and then it getting punted off stage. Just like the there's never been anything more rock and roll that I've ever seen at a show in my life. But it, it wasn't like. The, the people watching there was just as much silence and like but but not like a bored silence it was a <laughs> silence of i can't believe what i'm watching i can't look away right and this this is this is gonna be insane and i think you guys played every song this is before you guys were, were on a click i'm yeah, fairly no. certain you played the majority of that set a good 15 bpm faster than you ever have <laughs> no before. i know we did because i remember set. about like after that we went into one of the fast we went into they'll know us by our love and evan starts it with a uh, a loop a guitar lead loop that you hear in the intro and i remember him starting in with that right after that happened and hearing it and being like <laughs> I'm Here done. Go. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Right. And then I uh, blast beats the whole time. I also remember that. Um, so if you guys have never heard of the Swellers, you should check them out. But they were like a pretty, they were like a pretty big band um when they were doing their thing and then shout out to nick yeah and then also we also we love you we never we don't associate you with this night no yeah yeah yeah. no yeah unless you took it then we're coming for you (laughs) but so nick so nick is also not only is he from the swellers so everybody knows him from the swellers but he's also from this general area it's not from saginaw he's from that area so he had a lot of people out to see his band play but we played after them and so a lot of people had already gone outside like back onto the smoking patio so it was just like it was a very eerie thing because not only was i just like raging mad but also the place had kind of thinned out a little bit so there was like it was you know it wasn't like one of those things like a handful yeah but it wasn't one of those things where you know when chaos happens in a full room you can really step back and be a spectator but when when some (laughs) sort of disaster happens and there's only like 15 of you in the room you're like uh was that floor time was was he kicking that at me was that directed i'm I'm the guy stole the guitar (laughs) and ty you mentioned something that that we don't know about so so I don't know where this photo is, but 
we, as soon as your set was done, we were just talking about the insanity of everything that had just occurred. Mm -hmm. And I felt it suitable that the star of the night was not the stolen guitar, nor was it American arson, but it was this floor tom that had endured (laughs) such a painful fate as a result of this guitar being stolen. So I picked up the tom and I put it right back on center stage with the sticks (laughs) hanging out of it. And we all left because you guys, you guys, before you started loading out that night, like I think you needed a moment to just kind of get away. Yeah. So yeah, as we everybody, didn't see Evan for as a while everybody is, as everybody is slowly leaving the venue, the only thing that's left standing is this floor tom who just endured <laughs> it all. And there was just this amazing photo of a room emptying out, everybody leaving, and then the lights, the stage lights are still on, and this tom remains strong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you can, if you can find that picture somewhere, let me know. That's I'll, going on a T-shirt, yeah, or I'll frame it and put it up in my room to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just remember going this has to live this has to live on and then just go ahead and take it back set it there and we all yeah. just walked away just and leave it, it be <laughs> it took a while before i was able to um to like joke about it and stuff because for a little bit i thought maybe there's a chance i'd get it back because i had good photos of it and serial numbers and stuff like that and um so just checking pawn shops in the area someone was was re- either really lucky trying to sell that thing or they were just really yeah smart probably yeah or a little or a little bit of both um but for a little bit yeah i thought i was gonna get it back and so i was still uh you know i wasn't really over it but then eventually we we got to the point where we were we decided it was time to uh, make a joke about it and we had a song on our third ep that came out um, called my father's house the song the song itself is is about um you know the the journey of a musician and and kind of how that can break your heart a lot of times yeah. and and sort of the um you know the little things that you have to deal with or big things that you have to deal with in order to stay on that path and so we thought it would be pretty apt that when it was time to do a music video for that song that it was finally time to maybe poke a little bit of fun at it. So definitely go and watch the music video for that song. We have a little fake, it's not real. People have asked me a bunch of times, fake uh, security footage of my guitar getting stolen and then us playing a set without that guitar. So if, you, if you've seen it already, you know what we're talking about, but if you haven't seen it, um, definitely go I feel it like out. it's very obviously fake footage. Yeah, people have asked me a bunch of times, like, "Oh, you, that's the that's the that's the footage of the guy that took it." Like, yeah, you, uh... yeah, guys, because uh, if we had clear 1080p HD footage of a guy stealing our instruments, we we wouldn't have found it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think you know what I think to this day happened is I think that um, I think somebody was in the bar. And they they just walked out the back and saw like, look, the door is there. The alley is immediately on the other side of the door. I can literally just walk through, grab this, and, and like be, I know what yep, I'm doing, and be and... in the alley within a half second. Which, uh, strangely enough, is the exact way that my acoustic was stolen in Colorado. Same situation where we put we had to park in the back yep. alley. Um, the gear had to go by the back door, and I think somebody just went through the bar and boom. So. If anybody is in a band, don't don't put your gear by the back door by an alley. Yeah, it's just tragic, just <laughs> tragic, but also epic at the same time because of what ended up 
entailing in that set. I also, Ty, you said we played everything 10 times faster, but I also think that ended up being probably the tightest set we've ever played without a click track. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I have no recollection of it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I was just in, in red rage mode at that point. So rest in peace floor Tom. Yeah. <laughs> RIP. All right. Well, Ty, thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate it. If you guys have not done so already, please check out the brand new sync in single. It's called fed up and you can find it anywhere that music is, is streamed. Follow them. We'll post their socials right down here um, that you can look them up in and you can go check out their stuff and Ty as well. Yeah, absolutely. See, admire, admire his poofy hair. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, it looks great, man. You like that? Yeah. You like that? This, yeah. this is called the. Uh, this is called the. I bought a thousand dollar convertible, and uh, this is just the natural. <laughs> a thousand uh, dollar convertible. <laughs> a thousand dollar convertible. I hope that lasted for a while, man. Thousand dollar convertible haircut. So here it's, we are. It's a. It's a. It's the perfect haircut for a podcast. I'll say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because it gives you an opportunity to look at the, the, the strays in the back and you get a moment in long form podca podcast to consider whether or not that's really a stray or whether that was intentional the entire time. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the ambiguity of the entire thing is really good. So for those of you content. who just listened to this segment, go back to the beginning and listen again and then <laughs> think about that for a moment. <laughs> All right, Ty, thank you so much for being on with us and we will catch you soon. Of course. Appreciate you guys. Yep. See ya. All right, guys. Well, we have come to the final disaster for the night, and this one is definitely deserving of the number one spot. We are calling this one the Runaway Tire. So we had just played a show in our hometown here of Detroit, um, right downtown at an amazing venue called the Majestic. And so anyway, the, the show had finished. We had, you know, stuck around, to, you know, at the merch table to hang out and say hi to people and shake some hands. And, and then we loaded up all our gear with, with all the other bands and everyone else had tailed off. Um, I live just a few minutes outside of the city, so um, I didn't have as much of a drive back. So we were kind of hanging around later than some of the other bands. And so we got everything loaded uh, out onto the street and all our gear. And the trailer was parked around the block with attached to, to our truck at the time. And, and Evan said, hey, you want to go run and grab the, the trailer, bring it around so we can toss these things in and, and be on our way. So I went and got the, the truck, pulled it around. And as I was driving around the block to, to roll up to where Evan was with the equipment, I noticed I was seeing in like the, the passenger side mirror, I, I couldn't tell if it was a reflection or what, but I, the back wheel on the trailer was just looked like it was like wobbling. And I was like, that looks weird, but maybe it's just like a weird reflection. Maybe it's you know? just a good old wobbly wheel. Yeah. 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 Wobbly wheel. Wobbly wheel. Good old wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a normal. Check your wheel. Um, see if it wobbles. But like I, that's what I was like. It was so abnormal that I was convinced it was normal. Like it was one of those things like, nah, that's not really happening. Yeah. Like that's Wheels not wobble. actually a thing. A so like wheel. I got, <laughs> I got out of the truck and I pulled up to Evan and go, Hey, uh, I think that, the wheels loose or something and he just kind of looked at me like what well i thought it was because the the trailer was empty 
at the time. Yeah. And so I thought there, it was the trailer was bouncing up and down more because it was empty and not and not being held yeah. down, you know, by all the But I was pretty adamant and I was like, no, we need to look at this. Like, yeah. I was convinced. I, I had that unsettled feeling in me like something's not right and so we both got under there and looked and we couldn't see anything we kind of we even like kind of grabbed the wheel and like and tried to shake it yeah like tried to see if anything we checked all the bolts and everything like so we couldn't see we didn't see anything that was glaring weakness and so we just decided to load our gear in and head on with our night yeah and this was a local show so we didn't drive together i drove there no, with the gear yeah. and jesse was gonna leave and go get in his car yeah and so i was like all right see you in a week man like we'll 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 talk and i you know sent him on his way and i turned around and took about maybe half a dozen steps before and evan can finish it out <laughs> before for just you, screeching before it everything went noise. wrong yeah yeah so i so yeah so i pulled i pulled off the curb at only about like five miles an hour just idling still at this point and i just heard a loud nasty screeching noise um which ended up being our axle dragging uh down down the street and i looked up in time to see our trailer tire accelerating rolling directly down the street like a runaway trailer tire accelerating 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 and i look up and there's a red light down the road and it's still just rolling and there's some dudes on motorcycles that are sitting at this red light and so at this point there's nothing i can do i'm just praying that this tire doesn't hit these dudes that are on motorcycles because it's moving pretty good and yeah. it's still upright. It's still upright. It's as a decent it was size like, tire. Uh, too. Yeah, yeah, and and not just the the tire. It was the the wheel as well, right? It's not like just the oh, rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just the rubber came off. Like the whole wheel is just launching down the road toward these, uh, hurtling down the road toward these dudes who are just sitting there on their motorcycles uh, at this red light, and so I. I like open the window and I just yell like, Hey, I don't even think I was able to get anything out other than, Hey, down the road at these guys. And thankfully the tire misses, misses the, the, the guy who's in the, the right lane hits the curb and just kind of comes up and does a little spin and lands. And I'm out of the, I'm out of the truck at this point, like standing in the road, you know, yelling to these motorcycle guys, trying to alert them that uh, a trailer tire of death is hurtling in their direction. And the guy just looks back at me and goes, thanks, asshole. <laughs> and I just, my first thought was like, yeah, because I intentionally shot this trailer tire off of the axle. As one so, does. As, as, yeah. one, as one is wont to do. Uh, to yeah. launch this trailer tire down the road at you with all intent. Uh, well, on, and on I, should, I should give perspective because I had literally, like I said, I had turned around and I had not taken more than like half a dozen steps until I heard just a loud crash in that screeching he was talking about. Yeah. And I did not even have to turn around to know what happened. Right, right. I just, I just, I remember it was, it felt like a movie and everything was in slow motion for a <laughs> second. Cause I like audibly went. <sighs> yeah. And just slowly turned around knowing what i was gonna see and then just see, see, 
<laughs> seeing you, I think <laughs> I can't even see it. Seeing the you then try and seeing it rolling and then seeing you get back in and trying to drive this thing. Back. <laughs> yeah, I had back to try to the curb. I had to try to get it out of the road, right? I mean, like we're and in so the road. Just seeing him drive like five miles an hour and this thing just sparking and the whole trailer just dragging yeah, down the ground. Yeah. Through the middle, and mind you, I'm going to remind you guys, we were in the middle, in the heart of downtown Detroit. We were not out in like a suburban neighborhood where there wasn't a lot of traffic. Yes, it was like one or two in the morning, but it was in the middle of downtown Detroit, and it was still pretty busy. Yeah, there was no option to leave the trailer in the road. And and what what happened was that the 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 axle severed from where it meets the wheel, and that's what sent it on its way. So the being that there was one other um this was a a trailer that had only two wheels so being that there was one other wheel there was just enough spring in the axle that i was able to to turn the vehicle around and and re-park it right at the at the edge of the sidewalk with only minimal dragging though he just quite enough enough dragging to to cause some sparks but i didn't really have a choice i couldn't just leave it sitting there in the road at that point he gets out of the truck at this point and comes over and we both just I, i i don't even know if we said a word to each other at that point but i remember us both just sitting down on the curb and just looking at each other like what oh just kind of in disbelief like yeah well yeah because happened well after we after we went and retrieved the tire yeah yeah because and 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 i think that plays into why this is number one for us because uh yeah it's kind of funny and like nobody really got if you remember if you remember a a little earlier in the segment i mentioned that we had a tour yeah and after and and we uh on that tour it was a west coast run and it was basically everything uh, we went up through the Dakotas first and then we came down, but basically everything was mountains after that point. And so, you know, if this had not broken when it broke, um, even, you know, it, during the, in the mountains, obviously it would have been a disaster. Um, and that probably would have been like certain death, but even if it had just been 15 minutes later, when I was on the freeway driving home at 70 miles an hour, um, you know, and Michigan's pretty flat, but that could, could have still been an absolute disaster. Um, you know, could have easily caused a serious the entire... wreck either for other people or for you. Right, right. Like, yeah. I mean, like... that, the tire, instead of moving, you know, 25 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour down the street, which was mostly just comical, um, could have been moving at, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. And, and um, you know, vans and, and trucks and, and things like that have often been known to flip when something goes wrong with the trailer so and that's not that's not something that you fix you know my dad owns a muffler and brake shop so i kind of know a little bit about uh you know axles and wheels and stuff like that and it it's not something that you can just weld back on at that point uh a trailer really isn't much other than and you know the axle the frame and the box that sits on top of it yeah once the once the axle goes you're in big trouble we we just knew yeah we knew it wasn't we there was no coming back from this we knew we just by what had just happened we were a couple thousand dollars in the hole or we were going to have to cancel our whole summer of touring so that Um, was the negative side but then the positive side was obviously we didn't die yeah (laughs) we didn't die if it had happened at another time if it had happened any later um you know it could have been instead of an inconvenience and something that we had to uh, you know, pay for financially that we had to struggle with. It could have been something that, 
you know, we could have not walked away from. So we were, in we, a sense we very- say that lightly now, but like, and it's, we can laugh about it, but there, even when we joke about it now, it always kind of brings me back to kind of like, whoa yeah like as as many times as i and i know you have too both of us have have made that drive through the rockies you know multiple times personally and on tour like and if you've been out west or in driven through any you know true set of any mountain range anywhere like you know it can be kind of sketchy at times especially at night and stuff or when it's it's bad weather and I just go back to some of my drives through the mountains, especially out West. And I just picture like, Holy cow. If that would have happened like, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, and, and you can say like, if this would have happened or if that would have happened, but some things are, you know, a freak thing, like you, you blow a tire or something happens, but this is obviously something that it had been, it was impending. Yeah. It was impending. It, it was impending weird. doom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, high, high le- formal label mates. Right. Um, but yeah, it was obviously something that the, this, this, the joint between the wheel and the axle had been weakening for a long time and it, it was going to happen. So so yeah, so we had a we it was there was a little reflective moment, but then uh, the the funny part was was trying to get this whole thing taken care of because um, it is the middle of the night. We still do need to get this stuff home. There's no way we can you know go and grab another trailer in the middle of the night. So we ended up piling a whole bunch of the gear uh, into my truck, and we actually we and then some of it into we piled all the drums and stuff into my car. Yeah. We piled a couple guitars or something like a couple small pieces of equipment into my car because at the time i had like a small suv yeah. it was like a little crossover deal so i could fit like the drums in a little more then we put everything in the back of your truck and in the back seat and then and, and the, then... the truck actually we had to stack thing it was a pickup truck so we had to stack things into the bed we had to stack them so high that it never would have been safe to drive home that way if i'd gone on the freeway so essentially at that point we we, we called the tow truck for the trailer and we had the trailer sh- uh, towed to my dad's shop which just getting the the trailer on the tow truck was pretty hilarious because he had to pretty much drag it onto there. Um, And then, and taking the equipment out of the trailer too was pretty hilarious because it was on a diagonal, but then we stacked all of the gear up in the back of my truck just to, to a kind of precarious height. And then I went 25 miles an hour home on yes. side streets all the way home to make sure that there, there wasn't, you know, a base amp going to end up on the freeway or anything like that. So we did end up making it home. And then um, we, the very next Got day, a new, we, we actually, we posted and shout out to everyone that, that pulled through. We posted about what had happened and we didn't necessarily do a crowd fund. No, we um, just did a, we just did a online merch sale, a, a merch sale. Yeah. And um, we had, again, I can't emphasize enough. Like we have a, what I would say is a decent following as a band. Now, back then it was basically just a few of our friends back home and some of the people that had seen us playing play locally. And then maybe a little extra on top of that. And, and uh, you, you guys like for those of you that have been with us since that point and remember that like pulled through like more than we could have imagined so thank you thank to everyone to, who supports us now too but like keep in mind like when you support local bands especially like that's the kind of stuff like that sticks with them and and because i didn't think it was going to happen and we recovered most of the cost of what the trailer was going to be for the new trailer yeah um and then some and we were able to 
go on that tour not totally um, in shock or in fear for being able to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the next day for lunch. Like it was still you know, slim like, pickings. That was still a real, yeah. that, that tour was still, uh, yeah, we were pinching pennies for sure on that tour, but we made it through and we didn't die. And the guys on the motorcycles didn't die. Um, and so if you're listening to this and you were one of those dudes on a motorcycle, I promise you, I was not aiming the tire at you um and uh you know no i feel like you are deserving of free tickets to our shows for yeah but those don't exist shows don't exist right now so if they ever do exist again then uh yeah come come and tell us that you're the dude we launched the tire at let us actually know we need we need see now that we just we gave away all the details to the story so we're gonna have like 20 people showing up to our shows like hey i'm the dude on the bike (laughs) that's fine that's fine we let them all we let them all in if you if you if you know enough that you listen to this podcast and you listen to this entire story then uh yeah you can you can come and con us into thinking that you were the dude who we launched a tire at but yeah all right well that wraps up our list of tour disasters Thank you for hanging out guys yeah we really appreciate it and we're very hopeful that uh someday we'll see a return to live music and that we can start compiling a new list of tour disasters for you guys Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no <laughs> it's no it's not tour about miracles yeah like, maybe yeah, so i'd have those it's not really about wanting to it's just about um the inevitable we know they're gonna happen <laughs> so we we just hope that they can continue to be of the funny variety but thank you so much guys for for sticking with us through this and we will be back soon with another episode thank you for listening to the american arson podcast if you enjoyed this episode please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review connect with us online through facebook instagram youtube or twitter and check out americanarson.com for music merch and upcoming tour dates we'll be back next week with another episode until then stay inspired stay positive and keep creating